It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Nap. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Good afternoon and welcome to Taz Racing Talks. Campbell Brown, he's ready to go. Ripped it apart Wednesday night on SEN Track. Right now, he's most certainly in the top five racing identities throughout Tasmania. I think the first four are trainers, including our man Scotty Brunson, who's not far away, but... The way you are seeing them right now like beach balls on a Wednesday night, Brownie, you must be included in any conversation about the most influential. Hello to you. Uh, good afternoon. Yeah, great to be here again for another show. And, yeah, another another night at uh, Launceston on Wednesday night was fun. We didn't have as many winners. Look, both my best went under. Um, and, uh, uninspired performances by both of them. But anyway. Not your fault, mate. Not your fault. You found them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's it's all going well. It was uh, Queensborough Fly, the uh, the Siggy Car debutante was mm-hmm. uh, was outstanding. So there was a bit to take out of Wednesday night and there's plenty to take out of the rest of the week, Cam. Well, a lot going on, of course, back at Hobart tomorrow. We'll get very shortly to uh, Brendan Blomley, who is the CEO of Tasmanian Racing and how big that'll be. Scotty Brunson has... Well, I think he's in every race bar one, so he's got a really nice hand to go into it. Of course, we're starting to really build up towards what is a huge three weeks. In particular, we're still a star and mystic journey heading towards the Empire Rose. It is such an exciting time. Tommy Hacker will jump on. Brennan Ryan, of course. Our man, Jamie Cockshark, could not miss again last week. He's back for more winners it's just an exciting afternoon ahead of us, Campbell Brown. Yeah, it should be. Now there's uh, there's plenty going on in in the racing harness and dog world, and we're going to tap right into it with some of the best minds in the business and the sh- most astute punters. Yes, that's the thing. They're not just they're not just tipsters, but they're punters. Zero four double nine. And ride the wave with 736, us. Seven three six seven three six. It is a wave at different times oh, as well. Mate. It is. Hey, it, it is. I mentioned tomorrow, Scotty Brunton. I think he's got a runner in every race bar one. So he's got a he's got a pretty full Firm day hand. ahead of himself. Yeah, it's a big hand. Uh, him and his crew are going to look after as they get to Hobart. It's going to be rocking. It's sold out. And Scott joins us again. Comes back and just to us on Taz Racing Talk. Hello, Scotty. How are you, boys? Hey, well, hey, excited. Probably not as excited as you because it's cool racing back at Hobart tomorrow after taking winter off, and you've got a really good hand. Yeah, got a lot of runners. Look, you've got a lot of runners. Um... I reckon the old strike rate might take a bit of a dent tomorrow, but I've got a couple of good chances in a few races, but a couple of them, because we haven't had trials at Hobart, maybe just a little bit underdone on what's probably looking like being a soft deck. That's an interesting point you make there too, because uh, unfortunately if you've had you know, trials that haven't been going around or jump outs or whatever it might be, you sometimes have to put them in one race early. So it's something the punters need to be aware of and most certainly maybe Black Book one or two coming out of tomorrow's meeting to a second up, uh, second up race. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's where they'll probably, on Melbourne Cup Day down here at Hobart, I reckon I'll have a really strong hand and that's where I'll be looking to play a big part. But um, I think uh, the missus has got one one lotto in the 2100, Tegan Keys, and um, I've got a brief top lad in the last race. I think they're uh, two probably pretty sound bets you could have for the day and I reckon you get away with a quid there. So... When you are, when when you when you, I guess in this situation, when you when you look forward to obviously being back at Hobart tomorrow, how, how not hard, but how much easier or how much complicated is the winter where Hobart's not in play from your perspective? Oh yeah, it's, it's a massive problem. I think we've got about 110 horses in work at the moment, so I've got massive numbers, and uh, we're uh, you know you're travelling up to race on the. Uh, what they call the God's carpet. I don't, we don't quite call it that down here, but um, they sort of call it that. But uh, um, it's, 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 you know, you're sort of, you're off for sort of eight weeks. I think I've had, I think I had uh, six or seven winners up there this season, or sorry, last last season. And this season I've had a couple, but it's, it's not a track we uh, that attracts a lot of attention for us. Um, you know, you concentrate on your grass track racing over here. That's where the good stuff is. And your horses pull up better off it. And that's, um, yeah, you better, you know, if your horses are used to the grass and things like that, and they don't pull up as well off that uh, synthetic. So it's just, it's a, it's a necessary evil, but um, that is all. It's a winter, it's a winter track, and that's it. Scotty, you finished the night on Wednesday night at Launceston in, in good form. You won race six with Sir Simon, and then um, the winner in the last, Sequimentos. Was that a bit of a surprise for you? No, no surprise, boys, but I'm an idiot. I backed it at uh, $8 and drifted out to 16 so. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was, I told I told Georgia Gattain he was going to take an outstanding ride, and, um, of course, she gave it that. Um, so we're calling, her, we're calling her Roy at the stables this week. She's <laughs> after the great Roy Higgins. So, uh, you know, she got a good pat on the back. So we, we were wrapped to see her win. She's a horse that's been consistent. Um, very rarely running a bad race, so for her to come out of it, you know, get a result there was great. And uh, I uh, elected to run her there on Wednesday night because she she was up against one of the stablemates on Saturday that I thought she'd have a really tough time beating. So it, it's nice when you pull the right rein in this caper. So and I did. All right, Scotty. Yeah. You mentioned there's a couple that might need the run tomorrow, but if there's one you can really lean us into, and the punters around the country right now, which way would you be leaning? Bring top lad boys in the last. Yeah, get out of state. He's the best of them. So. All right, beautiful. Yeah. That works for me. Down. In the last. How much? How much? Uh, well, once the weekend's done, do you, and this is just for listeners around the country, what, what is your particular week like? You use seven days a week. I know you mentioned you've got 110 horses in, in, in work. You've got a, a great crew yeah. around you. But you personally, you seven days a week, you you first thing Sunday morning and later into the afternoon with the Arvo feeds. How's it work for you? Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a little bit lazy on a Sunday morning. I'm not going to lie, but mostly our races are on Sundays. So, yeah. Um, but look, um, yeah, she's seven days a week. Got uh, 110 horses and four kids. The four kids are the hardest to deal with. So, yeah. <laughs> Going so. to the stable might actually be a uh, escape for you. Actually, it might be easier to be <laughs> yeah, mucking yeah. out stalls at 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> do a lot of stable work and I bought a couple of TVs to <laughs> pull me up. Yeah. Hey, hey, Scotty, one of your, the stars of the stable, obviously, Hella, um, brought her across yep. to Caulfield a couple of weeks ago and things just uh, didn't go to plan. How she um, she pulled up and um, where's she off to now? Yeah, look, she had some scintigraphy done, um, showed a little bit of arthritis in her hocks and um, she's had... Uh, 
She's been injected with a steroid in her hip as well. Um, so she's out for eight weeks. Uh, hopefully we can get to the bottom of it. Um, the uh, prognosis was really good from the um, uh, from the vet's point of view there at Ballarat. So, look, um, very disappointing to go there and have that happen. But we're sort of, we're, we're looking on the up and up, hoping that everything goes to plan and hopefully she can come back and maybe resurrect her career and maybe towards the end of the carnival here in Tasmania. But um, got a lot of nice horses, got um, a Mandela effect. Uh, the inevitable's back up and about, I can tell you. I reckon he's back on track. Um, might never get to the heights that he did, but um, yeah. certainly be a good carnival horse here in Tasmania. And I think I'd take Shot of Irish over for the Cranbourne Cup here in about four weeks' time. That's a great race for him. I reckon he'll be fresh up into it, over a mile, ready to run a big race. Hopefully he gets a wet track. Yeah, beautiful. How, how frustrating is it, though, when when you make these plans for you know your better horses and um, in the very first run of the preparation, obviously yeah. you're, you're planning, you're getting them to, to Melbourne, you're, you're thinking it'll go well today, yeah. we'll go here, then we'll end up with the Group 1 Empire Rose and then things just yeah. out of nowhere go bang and, and fall apart. Carnival yeah, over. You, want the ground to fuck, you want the ground to open up and swallow you when she, when she raced the other day, it just was terrible. So it's a, it's a massive disappointment because, you know, like uh, we've got some great horses here in Tasmania, but, you know, like, they're pretty, they're pretty slim on the ground, and you're always trying to find your next good one. You know what I mean. You certainly don't want to be um, in the mix of, uh, you know, like uh, you don't want your good ones going to miss because they're few and far between. So, it, um, yeah, yeah it's a bit of a disappointment. How's, yeah, how's the great man Richie Lambing going? Knuckles good. He's going good. I haven't spoken to him for a while. Sort of, we we, we get barred off each other for a little while. So, <laughs> no doubt, Christmas time, Christmas party, be dangerous. So. <laughs> like dangerous is actually a really well way to put it. I think. Mm. Um, it's fairly, fairly dangerous. <laughs> Mark my words, that bloke's hair's red. So I, I need an invite to that Christmas party. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what they need. Yeah, I reckon you'll get one. I reckon you'll get one. Yeah, Brownie <laughs> inflames it to a whole new level. Hey, uh, Scotty. Thank you for joining us as always. Great to have a chat. Good luck over the weekend, next couple of weeks. Good on you, boys. Take care. Cheers. Scotty Brunton, there you go. Back uh, at Hobart tomorrow. Last of the day is what he uh, was pointing out. I just want to try and uh, go through and just have a quick little look before we get to our next special guest. He's a good man, Scotty, and uh, a fantastic trainer. And uh, I know that when he um, brings his horses over to to Melbourne, um, they, they spend a bit of time in the lambing stable. Um, so they're great mates as well. And yeah, I was, I was sort of hoping the news wasn't as bad on Heller. You know, when, when, it, when it ran the other day, it was, you know, too bad to be true mm. and came last and was gone on the turn. You, you never sure what, you knew something was wrong straight away, but, um, I didn't know that it was you know, going to be an eight to 10 weeker. So that, that rules the spring out obviously, but there's still some nice races over, over the summer. Bring top lad for him in the last at Hobart tomorrow. All right, exciting day tomorrow, of course. Uh, it's sold out. Sold out. I heard that you tried to skip quarantine and see if you could get over there, and you were told, well, there's no bloody use getting into the state because, uh, one, we're not quite sure we want you, and two, there's no tickets available. But Brendan Blomley is someone who's extremely happy about it. Brendan, who is the CEO of Tasmanian Racing Club, of course, joins us. Hello, mate. Uh, good afternoon. How are you guys? Oh, mate, well, we, we, we're okay. We're a little bit down because we're not going to be on track tomorrow. And it looks like when there's a salad, that's always a good thing to be people trying to climb the back fence to get into what's going to be a fun day. Oh, we'll be pretty strict about the about our numbers. Uh, we're, we're restricted with, with 1,000 um, and we've maxed out at 1,000. But uh, just, just reassuring all owners that we've counted you in those numbers. So all the owners... 
Uh, obviously, uh, very welcome. We'd love to see everyone here, but um, it's going to be a really big day here at Elwick tomorrow. Logistically, how hard are these type of things? For Brownie and I, as, as, as punters and just race lovers, we scramble to try and get a ticket to anything if there's if there's anything available and they've got restrictions. But from a logistic point of view, there would be so many hoops, I'm assuming, you have to jump through and then the goalpost change and you've got to dot another I and cross another T. I, I assume it's added a great deal of, while it's a good thing to have, a great deal of concern and worry on almost a daily basis. Yeah, there certainly is. We, we like to think of ourselves as being very agile. Um, Tomorrow's a THA uh, Caulfield Cup day, and they've been uh, they've been really good to deal with. Tas Racing uh, are sort of all over the details as well, and we work closely with public health. But um, it's just one of those. It's just a COVID environment that we all have to work uh, work in, and um, we do our best to ensure the, the safety of our um, of our participants and uh, members and guests. But by the time you count um, trainers, jockeys, stable hands, and and the racing sort of people that need to be there, and then obviously um, media accredit- accredited uh, journos and, and, like you said, the owners. How many does that leave for sort of just the general public that are just horse horse race lovers? Yeah, well, there's there's no more GA tickets available. Um, we've got 400 um, sitting down for the lunch in the function area. Tasmanian Bloodstock, um, Neil Walsh has 120 guests um, downstairs in the Crown Lager Bar and um, they've had, the GA tickets have been sold, make up the balance there. So... Um, we we look at about 150 for uh, TAS Racing, um, Officer Racing Integrity, the stewards, uh, all our staff as well. So it's um, it's finely tuned and um, down to the last person. So um, it it um, yeah it's it's um, it's been a bit of a scramble the last couple of days for people wanting tickets, but uh, we um, we're, we're at our max level now. Brenda, what, what do you think the the number one thing that you've taken out of this? whole sort of COVID last 18 months to two years uh, in, in terms of the way things have run because I think that racing um, has done an unbelievable job right a- across the country and uh, to be able to keep it going and um, and everything that, that comes with that with turnover and wagering and just the, the livelihoods of, of things. And there's always learning curves out of uh, things, whether they're good or bad. Is there, is there something that's really stood out for you that um, has improved racing because of COVID? Um, our Hobart Cup earlier this year was, uh, we had a limit of 5,000 people and um, even though uh, we, we reached that limit, um, it was it made for really enjoyable um, upmarket uh, picnic race day. It was uh, really, yeah, we were blessed by the weather on that, that occasion. Um, but racing here in Tasmania is a significant employer, so we've worked um, very closely with the other racing clubs around the state. Uh, at TAS Racing uh, and, and the industry to ensure that we can keep racing. And in order to do that, we've had to be responsible. Everyone understands um, you know, what it means uh, if the industry does shut down. Uh, we had that um, early last year for three months, and um, that was very tough uh, on a lot of people. So um, we just put our best foot forward, play by the rules, and ask that um, all, our, um, all our guests and participants do likewise. And uh, thankfully... Uh, everyone's done that to date. So we, we just um, push on, um, even in this COVID environment, with the restrictions on numbers to uh, provide a, a top-quality product um, uh, for, for, the, um, for the racing public. Yeah, it's certainly top quality. Um, do you think that uh, when racing did shut down for that three-month period last year, was it, it was the only um, races in the country that, that didn't go ahead? Do, 
do you think? Do you look back on that and think maybe you're a little bit too precautious, or you're you're happy with the decision that was made at the time? Oh, I certainly wouldn't say that uh, the racing club was happy uh, or the industry, um, but it is important to note that uh, up until very recently. Tasmania um, has been the gold standard with regards to, to COVID. And um, you know, apart from this idiot that came in <laughs> earlier this week um, from, uh, yeah, from Sydney via Melbourne, um, um, it, you know, we, we as a state, we're, we're doing very well yep. um, in, in, in those stakes. So even though we think it was unnecessary to shut down for three months, I think it's fair to say the Premier Gutwin and his Liberal government have done a really good job of keeping Tasmanians safe. Yeah, well said. You you uh you have a punt yourself, Brendo? Uh well, don't ask me for a tip uh, <laughs> for tomorrow because it's one one surefire way to yeah to make sure it comes last. But uh, I do enjoy a punt. I'm um, I've recently been convinced to, to bite the bullet and uh, uh, become an owner. Yes. So I own um, what half a tail of a couple of. Uh, couple of um, uh, Melbourne Cup winners, I've been assured. So, um, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, as you both know. Yeah, it is. And uh, no doubt it's going to be a lot of fun on track tomorrow. The trying, challenging times of which the world has presented so many people in different walks of life in the last 18 months. But you said it. Tasmania have done an amazing job being able to keep most of the state 99% of the time safe. And that's been outstanding. It's good news that tomorrow we'll see a thousand people on track to see racing return to Hobart. So enjoy it as much as you can with the busy day I'm sure you're going to have. And hopefully you get a glass of red or a beer later in the day to be able to say with your crew, job well done. And uh, we look forward to getting over there sometime real soon. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Cam and Campbell. Thank you. Cheers, Brendan. Brendan Blomley, there you go. CEO of, uh, we say this a lot, Brownie, and I mean this in all sports. To be an administrator in the last two years, oh. trying to find that right balance of keeping people happy, trying to get people through the gates, trying to keep financially afloat for a, for a lot of these clubs, that it would be an it's absolute It's something that you nightmare. would never have anticipated never. in your whole life. You know, no. like um, just all of a sudden, footy, racing, cricket, everything, you're going swimmingly, mm. you know, profits are at an all-time high, memberships, revenue, ticking along beautifully, and all of a sudden, bang, Stopped. through no fault of, of their own, nope. Um, you've got to completely re-navigate the, the new world we live in. And um, like I said, it it took well, it took the AFL a little bit of time because mm-hmm. you know, they halted and then restarted. And um, But racing sort of continued all the way through. And uh, apart from the most recent sort of um, couple of jockeys, you know, that, that have been suspended and, and quite harshly dealt with, they've basically gone through nearly two years with an unblemished record. Incredible. Which for... So many participants, mm-hmm. um, logistically so hard, getting mm-hmm. horses and stable hands and jockeys and floats and farriers and you name it, to be able to all abide by the rules and do what has been required for the industry and for their stables and for their, their own personal income uh, is a credit to it. The only thing that's really been blemished in the racing game are our pockets. <laughs> Let's get to a break. Plenty more around the country. This is Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes. On the other side of it, Jamie Cockshot to say good day and give us more winners. Campbell Brown and Cam Luke.